Hey everyone, welcome to Setting the Skeen. I'm Tristan. I'm Elijah, and Tristan's not Ben. Oh boy, that's right. <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> but wait, it's not just us. There's someone else here. Yo, what up? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. My uh, name is Doug Gooden. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Doug, you sound very different. Yeah, um, I have a cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've you've been you've been practicing your, your notes a lot, singing a lot. So you know, hitting those high notes. Yeah, you know how it be. Okay, we have a girl with us today. Whoa. So this is friend of the podcast, Rebecca. Yeah. Friend of the podcast, enemy of the hosts. Fr- friend of Elijah's as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Thanks for coming to listen, folks. Uh, all of you Dutch out there, uh, welcome aboard. <laughs> Shout um, out to the Dutch, Willem Dafoe, all of our listeners. Willem Dafoe, the most Dutch man I could think of right now. Um, I, I listened to an interview with Willem Dafoe, and he was talking about uh, his first gig, or one of his first gigs. And they thought he was Dutch because of his name his last name defoe i guess it sounded dutch oh okay maybe it is dutch i don't know but they just assumed that he could speak dutch so <laughs> they got, they brought him into the casting room and they had him do the scene and they said okay now do it in dutch and he just <laughs> stared at them <laughs> he laughed he's like i don't know dutch <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing huh. you know but, this is the first time oh i'm sorry did i interrupt you no go ahead what's up this isn't the first time that's just been the three of us. We did it also for Ladybird, right? It was just the three of us. Really? What a trio we are. <laughs> that's right. Wow. Good. All the movies that make us feel things. Just give right? us. Yeah. So Rebecca, what did we watch for this week's episode? Well, Elijah, let me tell you. We watched When Harry Met Sally. Met- did anybody pull up the stats on this movie? Because I didn't. <laughs> I, you know what? You look up the reviews because I tell you what, I got the IMDb stuff right now. Um, this is a Rob Reiner, Rob Rayner film. I think it's Rayner. Oh, okay. Um, it is. Uh, we, we've got uh, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan as the leads here. Mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher's in it. Bruno Kirby. Stephen mm-hmm. Ford. Lisa Jane Persky. Um, I mean, and that's that's about the <laughs> and Michelle Nicastro. That's about the most important people um, in this movie. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. Everyone's important. Okay, that's that's the people you see on screen the most, <laughs> right? Like and this movie's, I think, like this is one of the most iconic movies for Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal. Um, yeah. And then Carrie Fisher's in it, and. I feel like nobody talks about that because because uh, I watched it for the second time to do this episode. And I remember in the opening credits, I was like, wait, Carrie Fisher's in this. Yeah. I mean, she did great. And she's only in it starting a little bit into the movie. I don't yeah. want to say halfway, but maybe a third it, of it takes some time to get to her, you know? Yeah. She's, she's really good. And she's in it for a good bit, actually. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, what are the ratings on this bad boy, Elijah? Are you able to so, see those? Yeah, I got it. Uh, when Harold Met Salad has right. a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 
That's pretty darn good. 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Pretty good. Four out of five from Common Sense Media. What'd you say? 7.7 is pretty good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I think Roger Ebert, your boy, liked it. um, But I'm not actually going to read through this right now. (laughs) But, I mean, most people like this movie. It's it's well-liked. It's well-respected. Oh, for sure. I think by men and women alike, you know? Like, (laughs) I think there are a lot of rom-coms where it is mostly just a thing that you hear people using for girls' night or whatever, but I think... Chick flicks. Yes, that's good. Um, Yeah. This movie really, like, yes, it is a romantic comedy, but... I don't know. It appeals to everyone. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. I've, uh, again, watched it for the second time for this. I know we're going to talk about our experiences. Oh, I guess that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. I didn't announce it, but that's what we're doing. (laughs) After watching it for the second time, I've decided this is my second favorite romantic comedy after the legendary My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which I would do on the podcast sometime. Did you see Five Hundred Days of Summer? Oh yeah, I like Five Hundred Days of Summer. I okay, didn't. you didn't like that, Becca, Rebecca? No, it broke my heart. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, Tristan, were you there that day that we watched it? It was like five guys sitting around. Yeah, Kyle Gregory was there. Yeah, and then, yeah, and he was like sprawled out on the floor <laughs> when it was over. He yep. was like, "Man, I don't want to get up and face life after this." Yeah. Movie. <laughs> I was like, guys, you got to watch this movie that broke me, and you'll know me better. And I know. you also maybe know yourselves better, too. It was like five of us guys just deep in our feels watching 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> Man. Did not end. That movie, like, helped me tremendously. Word. Yeah. Uh, this movie didn't really, though. Uh, it was <laughs> nice. But, um... This movie. It, I, I, I hadn't seen this movie before. This was the first time I've heard about it. It's a big thing. Got some friends who like it, but otherwise, yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it's very iconic in the fall. Um, because you know, there's that that scene where they're walking through a park and there's all of the orange leaves and they're in their little fall outfits. Um it's on the poster. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is the poster. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember the first time watching this movie, um, but because I've seen it so many times, and I so I guess I was in high school when I first saw it, which I think is funny because Elijah just yesterday or the day before found out that I had seen the movie without him. <laughs> he thought <laughs> that I thought we had something. he thought that we had watched it for the first time together and I had to tell him that no we did not and I have watched it on my own without him while we have been dating Uh, well I'm realizing I'm realizing that I got it mixed up with Sleepless in Seattle because I hadn't seen any Meg Ryan movies until you know the past couple of years yeah um so I've seen this one, Sleepless in Seattle, and you've got mail. <clears throat> and Sleepless in Seattle was the only one I didn't like. 
Um, I, I 100% thought I was going to like it because <clears throat> it's also well-regarded. Um, but it, that movie disappointed me. <laughs> I don't feel like watching that one again. You've Got Mail is okay. And then When Harry Met Sally, I really like. Uh, but I just kind of got all my Meg Ryan movies mixed up. I don't remember Sleepless in Seattle. I, I saw it when I was younger. Yeah. But I don't remember a thing from it. It's definitely not the best, in my opinion, of the Meg Ryan um, rom-coms. I like it okay, but I don't really have a desire to watch it again. Yeah, just if you want to watch Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, like watch You've Got Mail. That's one I want to see. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's, I, I, it's very, um, what's the word? It, it's very dated. <laughs> Yeah, with is it email? Is that how it is? Like, yes, with their like <laughs> dial-up computers. Nice. It's very interesting. Yeah, got to boot boot up the old gateway to get on AOL. Yeah, yeah. You and... seen Top Gun? Top Gun with Meg Ryan. Oh, I forgot Meg Ryan's in Top Gun. Okay, I've seen four Meg Ryan movies. Is she in the new Top Gun? Oh yeah, she was the voice of Anastasia. Oh, that too. I've definitely seen that movie. She was in Inside Out. Uh, Is that for real? Mm -hmm. Huh. Was she Joy? No, that was Amy Poehler. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. You can't always trust the internet, you know. (laughs) Nope. Uh, Yeah, well, that's... uh, Tristan, did you talk about your experience with the film? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't... None. Yeah. Okay. I kind of so went talking about rom coms. Yeah, we're we're deep into talking about the cast now. So so Meg Ryan, I guess, like I was gonna say, she's two for three with me for these Meg Ryan movies, but now I guess she's like four for five. <laughs> uh, Billy Crystal is two for two with me because I only know him from this and one of my favorite movies, which I think I think both of y'all also consider this one of your favorite movies, right? It's up there. Zinc. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's up there. Monsters Inc. is possibly my favorite animated movie. Monsters Inc. is up there almost, uh, almost exclusively for the ending. It is such, it is perhaps the best ending to any movie that I know of. Yeah, it's it's excellent. And just like when Harry met Sally, I think of Monsters Inc. largely for the script. I, both of these movies have really killer scripts i love them um so billy crystal was in the princess bride rebecca's just showing me these things that she's googling was he was he he really in that because i don't remember that he was miracle max oh my gosh oh that was him okay okay so all right i i know both of these actors from more stuff than i thought i did that's what i'm learning um I mean, he's he's really known for City Slickers. That's the one that I, I've heard about a lot. I don't know anything about silly, City Slickers. I said Silly Slickers. <laughs> Friggin', I can't even talk. Uh, but yeah, yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm remembering now him and the Princess Bride. I'm remembering his um, slightly annoying voice <laughs> that I do enjoy. Um, but yeah, I, we were watching when Harry met Sally, and I was telling Rebecca, like, Anytime I look away from the screen, especially when I'm hearing him talk, it's just Mike Wazowski. 
I'm hearing him like, yeah, I'm a political consultant for the firm down the street and uh, twins and a bunk bed, that kind of thing. In my <laughs> mind, he just immediately becomes Mike Wazowski. Fight that black. Scary monsters don't have black. That's that's him in my mind forever. Yeah. I mean, that that's the thing that everyone would know him from. Because, I mean, I, I'm looking through his stuff and I really don't see new things that he's been in. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, he's been in new stuff, but not anything big, you know? Um, he, and he's stuck with Monsters, Inc. I mean, he did, he's in Monsters at Work, which is a TV show on Netflix. I didn't know. Uh, or not Netflix, uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, I didn't either. I found it on there and I'm like, what the heck? It's a show. It's a Monsters, Inc. show. It's not very good. Um, And then, of course, he's done like Monsters University. Uh, so he's, get, he's getting steady work. But otherwise, he's a 90s and 80s star. That's what he's done. Yeah. Um. So, did we talk a little bit about subverting our expectations with this film and the tropes? No, let's talk about that. What are Rebecca? What are some common tropes in rom coms that you found and that you've noticed? Like in general. Yeah. Yeah. So there's enemies to lovers. Friends to lovers. Oh, yeah. Enemies um, to lovers is so common. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's also like the, you know, the meat cute at the cute little coffee shop. Their hands brush as they pick up the same cup of coffee or. Or it's a bookstore. Or it's a bookstore. Or it's also the classic meat cute with like somebody trips and falls on someone or trips and spills something or trips and just trips or like somebody <laughs> somebody has to reach into traffic to pull them out of the way real quick i've yeah. seen that yeah yep that's a good one um there's also the what do you call it where it's like they used to date back like in high school and they're they had like, a terrible breakup and now they're uh -huh. forced they're like, old flames yeah old flames that's good um um and and okay so like the the meat cute thing that's an example of one that does not exist in When Harry Met Sally. Because yeah. when those two characters actually meet for the first time, it's awful. It's well, the worst. That's kind of an enemies to lovers thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. That was my first thought. Yeah, they don't like each know. other. Well, he likes her. And she tries to like him. <laughs> but here's the thing. He almost immediately is like, yeah, I'm a horn dog. I'm a guy. Like, what's it to you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's like, yeah, I think you're hot. I think all women are hot. <laughs> I don't know. He, <laughs> if he doesn't say that directly, he pretty much alludes to it. So, Yeah, he says he can't be friends with a woman because sex would get in the way. Yeah. Well, they don't meet in a cute way. So we'll no. give them that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I like that. I, I like one of the things I like about this movie is that it doesn't um, fit all those little rom-com tropes. And then the other one, I was reading through the IMDb trivia, lots of interesting trivia about this movie. But um, one thing that I found on there was uh, 
that that this this film doesn't fall into the trope of like there's always some kind of drama at the end that keeps the couple apart momentarily at least that's like uh, what what are some of the examples like like one of them has an ex that won't let go or what was another one that we were talking about oh yeah another rom-com trope where like the the ex or the current boyfriend that is not the main character is like evil or bad yeah. or mean in some kind of way i remember the other one you talk about this one a lot there's a, a lot of rom-coms there's a misunderstanding the the main couple somebody misunderstands something or they both do and it tears them apart but they have to reconcile that kind of thing the misunderstanding trope right right because there's not really a misunderstanding it's just like they neither of them are communic fully communicating their feelings, I guess, but it's not like she saw him with another girl and she just jumped to conclusions that he was cheating on her. And so she freaks out and like leaves. Right. It's not like that. What it said on the IMDb trivia, it said, um, this movie doesn't fall into those tropes because the only thing keeping them apart towards the end is their, individual neuroses or something like that uh they're they're just both a little neurotic um and set in their ways with some things and it just that it so the thing that keeps them apart is not a misunderstanding or an x or any external force it is their personalities um and just things they need to let go of as individuals before they can move forward as a couple yeah that's interesting and in that they I mean also in in some parts like in some way they also um become friends and they realize that and I think they're just afraid I mean they are afraid at least Harry is very clearly in one of the scenes um afraid to let that go and is scared of losing that so he doesn't want to move forward with things you know that comes up here and there. Um, don't watch the trailer for this movie if you haven't seen it because it gives away what happens. So uh, it does. Yeah, I mean yeah. it. Sh it shows them in bed, like after sex, and it's like I didn't know it was gonna happen. Yeah, I didn't watch the trailer, but I saw it before we recorded. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask if you watched the trailer before the movie. I've been seeing a lot of movie trailers lately that have done that exact thing i yeah. felt like we were getting away from that and now we're getting back into it these trailers give way too much away um yeah but yeah they uh you know it the movie's not going to be able to let go of all the tropes of its genre you know i mean that's possible maybe impossible but um because it does have a little bit of enemies to lovers obviously friends to lovers is what's going on here but it does subvert other tropes in a way that's interesting and realistic and kind of opens the door for some of this movie's wit, which is probably the number one thing that I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's gonna it's a movie that's made by a person who's influenced by other people. It's going to have tropes. That's how it goes. But typically a lot of these movies even the good ones fall into some sort of like oh i've seen this before in this other movie oh i know how this is gonna go 
And I don't think this is the best movie for subverting expectations, but it it does it does it in in some ways. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Well, a lot of really good movies will take the tropes of their genre and just pick and choose which ones we're gonna do like the way most people do them, and which ones are we gonna try to turn on their head. You know, yeah. Um, that's I mean that's kind of a common thing. There's nothing new under the sun. Uh, so it's hard to get away from the tropes in general, but you can, you can do new things with the same old tropes. Yeah. Uh, and that still makes for a good story. Yeah. I mean, you can, life is a trope. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're either going to not like someone and then like them, or you're going to be friends and then like them or you're just gonna meet and then like them you know what i mean like <laughs> so is this a is this a hits blunt meme life is a trope man life is a trope I mean, like i've discovered several ways <laughs> Interestingly okay, enough. But, uh, see me and elijah we're friends to lovers we are you guys are you guys are a trope get out of here we're a trope oh whole life's a joke whole life is a trope although our story did subvert some of the tropes we didn't have the big misunderstanding that broke us up see so we're doing yet (laughs) (laughs) there's still time so we're turning some tropes on their heads to make the story you know not like just the, exactly the same old thing you've always heard. <laughs> we are also the uh, the trope of <laughs> what's that mean? What does it say? The grumpy one likes the sunshine. Grumpy, one. yes, grumpy sunshine. That's another trope I forgot to mention. I guess that's in this one a little bit too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Do you, listen. Do you guys find yourself in this movie? <laughs> not exactly no 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 not exactly no maybe but kind of in personality a little bit (laughs) maybe just just a tiny bit i'd like the balsamic vinaigrette on the side (laughs) well that's me actually on the side is a very big thing uh yeah i was gonna i was gonna point that out this is changing to a different thing on our list here but um some some of the other trivia that i was reading yeah uh so Harry, a lot of Harry's dialogue, uh, including some of his interactions with Sally, are actually based on the banter, the real life banter between Billy Crystal and Rob Rainer, Reiner, whatever his name is. Apparently the two. Of, okay. Apparently the two of them are really good friends. And like the scene where Harry and Sally are talking on the phone at night, watching the same movie on their respective TV sets and talking about it. Apparently that's something Billy Crystal and Rob Rayner do or did a lot. Um, Which is sweet. Isn't it? <laughs> that's that's the tender. This could have been a bromance movie. It could have been. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's what we need. But they, um, so, so some of the banter was based on the real life banter between those two real people. And then Sally's character was in large part based on Nora Ephron. Is that her name? Ephron. Ephron. I say Efron, it might not be right. Who's the, so. she, sorry, Nora. She was, Nora, we know you're an avid listener, and we're sorry if we mispronounced your name. 
Um, wow. Freaking, so Sally was based in large part on her. And I, I read on IMDb that one of the things with her was um, <laughs> Rebecca just looked it up. And Nora Ephron is, in fact, not an avid listener because she is deceased. Wow. Sorry, could, could she have ever been an avid listener? Rest in peace. No, she died in 2012. Oh, thank you. I didn't know that. I didn't know anything about her until yesterday. Um, but, she is iconic. Okay. She also wrote those some of those other uh, Meg Ryan movies that we mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rebecca is just showing me this on her phone. Anyway, I was going to mention that a lot of Sally's uh, mannerisms and things are based on her, the writer, Nora, um, including the complex orders thing. And there was a little story on IMDb about uh, like a few years after this movie came out, Nora Ephron was on a plane, I think, and she ordered something and it was really complicated. And like the stewardess said something like, have you ever seen Sleepless? Uh, not Sleepless. I'm doing it again. When Harry met Sally. Yeah. The, the stewardess not knowing who she was talking to was like, have you ever seen When Harry Met Sally? Because, uh, yeah, that quirk was based on her. I apologize for my inability to speak. It's okay. Thanks for speaking anyway. Yeah, support. <laughs> I mean, really, mo like, if it's a line that is quick-paced, is just coming out, like, it's probably improvised. And that's kind of how a lot of these improvised lines go. Um, I mean, it's big and... It's big in Leo DiCaprio movies. Um, he improvises a good bit. Um, and a lot of comedies in general. So this movie is an interesting comedy. I don't think I found it very funny for the most part. Um, but it is more, it's more, to me, it's more of a rom than a com. Tristan, um, are see, you serious? To, to me, serious. I was, I was kind of going to say the opposite. I find this movie very funny. Really? I laughed my butt off every time I watch this movie. It never gets old. I, I find it interesting. I I was locked in. Uh, I didn't look away. But um, I didn't laugh much, no. Uh, there are so many scenes in this movie that are laugh out loud funny. Like what? The, okay, I remember it was nice for me watching this for the second time because I got to have the experience of going, oh, this is a good scene. <laughs> watching this movie and i said that at the scene when she calls harry and asks him to come over because her ex is getting married and she's upset so he comes over and she's just crying and like going through tissues you know that scene there are yes, lots yes. there are lots of little moments in that scene that we we still laugh about like the bit when she goes i'm difficult that's a that's a quote we appropriate throughout our lives whenever we see an opportunity and i love the little moment when she's you know he's holding the tissue box and she's taking them out wiping her nose crying throwing them on the floor there's a moment in there it's kind of quick but there's a moment where she grabs one and just sniffs and like never even presses the kleenex to her face and <laughs> just throws it anyway as if it's used but she never uses it because uh, she's just totally distraught. Meg Ryan is funny. She delivers okay. those moments really well. Uh, and of course, 
uh, Billy Crystal, you know, his whole character has that witty comedy, which is 100% right up my alley. So I appreciated that stuff too. Yeah. What about you? Um, I feel like I'm blanking on everything that happened in this movie at the <laughs> but on the spot like this. But I just know that we were that we were watching this the other night and we just were laughing, laughing out loud. And I usually do when I watch this movie. But yeah, I am forgetting. Well, maybe it's worth checking out some of these scenes again. I don't oh. know. I don't I maybe I'm just not remembering, I guess. It's very quick, and some of the stuff that uh, Harry says is just so, like, almost outlandish. Like, how dare you say this to somebody? And I think that's why it's really funny. Yeah. There's a lot of, of, of one-liner kind of comedic delivery moments, you know. Um. I'm I'm blanking now as well, but there are a couple scenes in this movie that last just a couple of seconds, just long enough for somebody to get a good witty one-liner in there. There's also the iconic scenes with the cu- older couples that are telling their their love stories and like how long they've been together. Yeah, and there is a Elijah does have a fun fact about that, but there is that one where she's it's the old lady and she's like i knew like you know about a good melon (laughs) yeah she says she's talking about when her husband to be first introduced himself she says at that moment i knew (laughs) i knew the way you know about a good melon (laughs) i was like that's so funny uh yeah the the fact i learned was that those were all real stories and they hired actors to deliver the stories they'd collected from you know real couples Mm -hmm. and then the scene at the end when harry and sally tell their story was completely unscripted oh that's nice i didn't know that now i immediately want to watch that scene again i know right uh i'll just type it in for me to look at later (laughs) um yeah, so so Harry, actually not a good guy. <laughs> he grows. He does. He's character he, he does. He's a dynamic character. Yeah, I'm. Does... What's up, Rebecca? Oh, I was gonna say, doesn't your heart just break at that scene when he's when they're at that store and his ex-wife walks up with her new guy? Yeah, Ooh, that was that was hard. It was. But I think we really see him grow. Yeah, we do. And we see we see a very three-dimensional character with him. Um I yeah, I mean he he is introduced as this guy who is like I'm just a piece of garbage, and that's how men are. And that's just what to expect, you know? And then it's like, just like whether or not he hates himself, it seems like he does. And then uh, as time goes on, he just grows to respect himself a lot more. And also other people and also Sally too. 
like and that starts like in the first 30 minutes starts (laughs) right it does not end but it is a gradual thing yeah so yeah some might say this movie (laughs) is spoon worthy some might say it's witty and some might say it's a comedy and i just think it's all three and so does netflix (laughs) spoon worthy Worthy. Oh, oh. Uh, Tristan and uh, and our dear listeners, um, the Dutch. We're we're just sitting in the living room, and the little Netflix carousel of shows and movies is is going through. And when Harry Met Sally popped up on there, it said "swoonworthy witty comedy," and uh, Rebecca just thought she would riff off of that and and act like she's the one who writes these things for Netflix. <laughs> How do you know I don't? All right. You think you know a guy. <sighs> That's a whole job. So what has? <laughs> so what do you do? You know those three little words on every movie on Netflix? <laughs> I write those. They call me the word man. <laughs> I, I am. Cool job. That's Is it an algorithm? Man, now this these three little words are throwing me for a loop now. How do they get up there? They Who's call doing me it? Adjective boy. <laughs> They've been calling me that for a long time, and I decided <laughs> to just embrace it. <laughs> wow. The S Oris. Um. Okay. <laughs> so you mentioned outfits in this movie, the wardrobe. Oh yes. Can we just take a moment to appreciate Meg Ryan fall and how close it is coming? We talked about the movie poster earlier. And I just really feel like the outfits in this movie are pretty iconic. Um, When people talk about Meg Ryan Fall, they talk about the sweaters and the skirt with the tights and her little hat that she wears in the little movie poster and the boots. Like, I feel like it's it's just iconic right now. (laughs) And also, the white sweater that Harry wears. Has anyone noticed the sweater? Um, listeners, the Dutch apparently, <laughs> if you could find a man's sweater that is that white Harry sweater, please let me know. I am just <laughs> dying to purchase it for Elijah because it looks so cozy and so good. That looked good on Elijah. It would. <laughs> all right i'll look also, that up man this this thing with the dutch <laughs> yeah i don't know what that is i used to feel the need to explain it in case we had first time listeners but i now i wonder if it's funnier if we just let it be now just let it be <laughs> yeah. yeah um so yeah apparently meg ryan fall is a thing and it is near i am wondering like is this the direct ancestor of like, you know, like essential oils mom fall? No. Anti-vaxxer <laughs> Christian mom no. fall? <laughs> no. Don't you ever utter those words. Kind I of. I no. think there might be there might be a direct parallel. Uh-uh. I mean, anti-vaxxer Christian mom fall might be kind of the black sheep of the family, but I feel like these things are all related. Uh, uh, sir. It's true. <laughs> Sir, this is the misunderstanding. <laughs> this is what break breaks us up. 
I mean, this is how. Now I don't know if this was, if this was like fashion back then. I I I don't think it was necessarily popular fashion. Um, I think it was just these colors match. It is fall, you know. I look good, kind of thing. But now, with I don't know what you want to call it, globalism, our home sweet dystopian society, you know, whatever, whatever you call it these days, whatever. Uh, yeah, we're all just fixated on, um, uh, you know, what what's fresh and popular, and we gotta have the the thing. Yeah, I think these fall colors, and I don't know, maybe this was like. I definitely think 70s fashion had a lot to do with where we're at now with women's uh, clothing because we've made a little bit of a, <clears throat> we, we, we've gone around a little bit back to older styles and incorporating those into how we want to dress now. And you kind of saw it in like what, middle and high school when like bell bottoms were popular again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It comes around. Just like mullets right now. Oh yeah. yeah. What up? What up with that? Yeah, that's become a thing now. I don't know. I don't know if I like that one. Yeah, so I think we're seeing it. It's big now. I mean, that's it's everywhere. I mean, fall is one of the most marketable things. Like if you if you're able to attach a product to the season of autumn, you're done. That's it. Just sit back and watch <laughs> the money roll in. Right, like you're gonna have women lining up for your candles, your your orange colored dinnerware. I don't know, like the the pumpkin napkins. Right, and I'm you just looking around. Women, but fall is my favorite season too, and uh, you know, if somebody says, "Oh, smell this," it smells like fall. I am predisposed to like it. Oh, I am too. And I tell you what, I like a pumpkin spice latte, and I'm down for. All the fall candles. I love candles. Ooh. I've always got a candle lit. So. I'm already lighting my fall candles, and we already have Bath and Body Works fall hand soap in the bathroom. Yes. And we are ready for Meg Ryan fall. Listen to this, okay? I, 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 I have the linen smell. That you know, the linens. It's just like your towel. I burn those candles throughout the entire year. Boring old linens. I like the smell. It's fresh and clean. However, when we get down, when we get down to fall, gotta gotta, gotta break out those fall candles. And I even take it. I take it a step further. I keep going, and for the winter months and up to Christmas time, yeah, that's right. I do the pine tree, the evergreen smells. I like it. I don't do the candy. It's too much for me. Too much for my senses. The the cake. Evergreen and stuff. candy. I don't do those now. <laughs> but the trees pine trees those are nice mm -hmm. kick it up a notch elijah i like it for the spring i make my own candles out of pollen mm. oh that's very very sustainable of you <laughs> yeah. all right are we ready to score this sucker i think so all right so who wants to score this thing first? I'll take it away. Okay. 92. 92. 
Why is that? Why is that? Yeah. Because, because it's a swoon worthy Woody comedy. <laughs> it just came up on our screen again. <laughs> I mean, yes. I think it's like almost a perfect movie. I'll say it. I'll say it. I wow. Went, I went okay. there. Fair enough. The dialogue, the characters, the acting, the setting. It's also not a long movie. It's only an hour and a half, which I enjoy because I feel like nowadays movies are just very long. Yeah. I like that, you know, and it, but it it's quick, but I feel like all of the necessary details of the story are in the movie. And we've got some solid character development. It's in there. You know? And we've got some interesting side characters, which is fun. You know, I yeah. just think it's the music, excellent. Yeah, I I really like this movie. I really like this movie. 92. Yeah, I was going to say 91. This is my second favorite rom-com, so I got to give it an A. Nice. Um, and, you know, I was actually going to mention... Uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but my least favorite thing about this movie, other than some of Harry's uncalled for comments at certain moments, um, my least favorite part of this movie is right at the end when they are like reconciling. It's in that conversation and everyone's singing old Lang Syne and Harry decides to comment on how he never understood this song. <laughs> I, I don't like that part. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> I, I think maybe I would like it if it was just slipped in with some of the regular banter in the movie. I feel like they put it at that place because they think it's going to be cute to cut the tension of the scene or something. But I feel like it kind of um, take it, it kind of takes me out of it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't really like it. Um, no, that's a really good thing to mention because it's like, it, 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 I guess it has several purposes. Either it could be like poking at the fact that, oh, look, all Link songs playing. Isn't that like, isn't that interesting, you know, after yeah. this? Um, but then also yeah. like, or he's just like, ooh, Billy Crystal saying a funny quip, just like, right. that's how Harry does. I think that's my thing because either if the, if they're trying to be funny, it wasn't that funny, you know? Yeah. Like if they wanted to cut the tension in that scene with something funny, the the movie's hilarious. They could have done better than that if they wanted to be funny. Yeah. And and if they're trying to be deep, I wish they had just not done it and just let the thematic material speak for itself without trying to spell it out by talking about old friends in a song about old friends. Just leave it alone. So yeah, that's my least favorite part of the movie. Uh, but still, ninety one. Well, I'm going to give this movie an 83. That's and good. Uh, it's a solid film. It does, it, does, it does not rank for me, but it does win a lot of points for it being short. And I was hooked on this movie. So I, you know, it kept my attention pretty well, which I don't feel like is a me thing. I feel like that's just how, you know, just there's so much content out there these days. You just kind of move on when something is not working out for you. So, yeah, decent film. Well, when you plug all that into our scorometer, 
Oh, baby, you get a score of 88.6 repeating. <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. 88 and two-thirds. Yeah. That's right. Um, and, and also, we didn't use this word, I don't think. Rewatchable. This is a rewatchable one. Yeah. Obviously, because Rebecca's seen it 83 times without me. Not often. Or do we do we have a rewatchable a movie on here? <laughs> Not often yeah. are movies rewatchable nowadays. Right. That's fair. And there are there are movies that I think I would give an A, even though I don't want to rewatch them a lot. Yeah. So it it stands to be said when I think of movies rewatchable. I think we need to go ahead and mention that. <laughs> True. That's a good that's a good uh quality in a movie. I should really? put that on Netflix. Tell if it's tell us Re- if it's rewatchable. rewatchable. <laughs> Based on our opinion, it's rewatchable. Hey, that would be an interesting marketing thing for y'all to do, but I don't know if you'll get sued. So maybe for don't saying it's rewatchable. Like if y'all did like the three little the three words. Oh, oh, we would not get sued. No okay. one cares. What would we're not worth the money. Okay, let's uh, to sum up the episode. Let's come up with our three words. We've got rewatchable. I mean, I would have said witty for sure. Witty. That's Netflix said that one. They're gonna sue us. They're gonna sue us. <laughs> That's it. Oh. Um. Rebecca's gonna throw in iconic. <laughs> uh. I don't know. I don't know. Is okay. is Meg Ryan Fall one word? Yes. <laughs> Rewatchable. Iconic. Meg Ryan Fall. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, enough of this movie. Which one are we watching next week? Uh, we're watching a movie that I know zip about. Demolition Man. Yeah. Look, um, all I know is that it has Sandra Bullock and uh Sylvester Stallone in it. Now see, this is weird because Tristan, you were just saying that you think because we don't know what Demolition Man is, but Tristan, you were like, I think this is supposed to be one of those so so bad it's good kind of movies. Yeah, I just look I looked at some pictures and it was hard to tell what it was about. Yeah. Um I think like police or something, maybe in the future. Um I don't know, but if that sounds interesting to you Tune in next time. I I just love Sandra Bullock. And I just don't know how I'm going to feel about this movie. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't know how she feels about this movie, too. Maybe. All right, folks. Well, that about wraps it up for us here at Setting the Skeen. Uh, you can uh, follow us on social media. We're on, uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram and I think Twitter, too. Um, we only do this show currently, even though Ben every week says, uh, check out all the cool things we're doing. We're not doing a lot of cool things. We're just doing this. So just throwing out there, uh, letting you guys know, don't expect other content from us right now because it ain't happening. Okay. It's just this one. <laughs> all right. So but soon, uh, maybe soon, maybe, I don't know. Look, we're just some, some people trying to do things and we're busy. All right. We're all adults. We're in our late twenties. Gonna be we're up in thirty soon, okay? So give me a break, all right? Goodness, Tristan. All right, so that's all I'm saying, okay? That's all I gotta say about still that. Still spry. <laughs> still, look, I'm still spry. 
Okay. I'll, I'll maybe make some more content for you guys. If you really want it. any Dutch out there, send me an email. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, until next time, I'm Tristan. I'm Elijah. And I'm not Doug Gooden. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good week. Bye-bye now.